0: John Dyer says, God not only created time, he actually owns time. And we are going to talk about that today, about the ownership of our time. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. For my podcast listeners, this show is taped live, and if I'm unable to do it live, it doesn't get produced, so I have been sick for a week or so and missed a few broadcasts, but hopefully I'm back to normal, and I'm going to try to get through this one, and they'll be regular again. This is episode 183, and we are going to pray about our relationship with time, but before we get started with that, we are going to begin, as always, with worship. Today's verse is Exodus 15, 2. Exodus 15-2, and it says, The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. So, let's just start out with some prayer. Lord, You are our strength and our song. As I say that, as I speak it, I also want it to be more and more and more true in my life, that You are my strength, where I draw my, my power my stability, my strength from. Let you be that source and not other things that I might tend to go to for strength. Let you also be my song, that thing that uh, bubbles out in joy from me, that I is constantly on my lips, that I sing together with others, but also while I am completely alone, that thing that replays through my mind throughout the day. Let you be more and more my strength and my song because that's who you are. You've also become my salvation. I thank you for that gift, Jesus, for the sacrifice that you made on my behalf and open with this idea. I would not, could not be here if it wasn't for you and making this relationship possible. So I thank you for that today. I will praise you. I will exalt you. You are my God. And today I honor you as God pray that everything that we do and say and think in these coming moments together would be pleasing to you. I pray that it would release your power for change in my life. Pray that we would become more and more and more like Jesus because of what we do in these minutes and that the world around us looks more and more and more like your kingdom because of what you choose to do through us and through these prayers. I was going to say something else and it just escaped me. Father, I thank you for the ability to be here today, and I give this time to you. It's yours. Do with it what makes you happy. In Jesus' name, amen. So, who owns our time? The older we get, the more likely we are to have an experience that brings our mortality into sharp focus. Maybe it's the serious illness of your own. Maybe it's the death of a friend or family member. For me, it was the second cancer diagnosis of my best friend that happened when she was supposed to be getting the 10-year all clear from her last round with cancer. She got a new diagnosis at that point of a different cancer that had been slowly growing in her body throughout the whole 10 years after they had gotten rid of the other one. This is a forever kind of diagnosis. It's not something that's going to be fixed. Something that she's going to be fighting for what they said could be two years or 20 years. She was forced to grapple with end-of-life questions much earlier than most people, and that made a huge impact on me. None of us are guaranteed a moment longer than the one that we are in right now. But we tend to have this unfounded confidence in our own future. We tend to believe that we have ownership of our time and that we can do with it whatever we want. Today, we're going to pray about that, that idea that our time really belongs to God and that our attitude about it, the choices that we make about our time and how we use it should reflect that truth. We have three verses today. I'm going to read them all, and then we're going to pray in general. So the first is Psalm thirty-one, fifteen, and it says this My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies from those who pursue me. Proverbs twenty seven, one. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. And James four, thirteen through seventeen. You are probably going to have heard this passage before and I go a little longer than we usually do when we talk about this passage and I will probably bring this one back again next week. But here it is, James four thirteen through 17. Now listen, you who will say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend the year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. All right. I'm not going to get into that verse uh, in an explanation so much, but let's just dig in and pray about this idea of how we think about our time and who owns our time and what difference that should make in our lives. Father, this first verse said it, but I need to declare it. My times are in your hands. Not only do you control the circumstances that surround me or that I get into, but you control the very number of breaths that I breathe on this earth. And those, those days, those moments, those years, they belong to you. You created me, I am your created being, and you saved me. You've given me eternal life. And both of those things mean that those hours that you have given me, those belong to you. You own them. And while I feel that they might be endless, while I feel like we tend to talk about our plans as if we have every right to every minute, truly our hands, our times, our plans are in your hands. Deliver me from enemies, from those who pursue me, as David prayed in that prayer. But not so that I can then go do what I want, so that those times that that you've saved me for, that I use them as you wish. Help me to not learn to boast about tomorrow, because I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Help me not live completely in the future, constantly living in the plans that we've made, in what's to come. Help me live not completely in the past, in the things that have happened to me, in the circumstances that have surrounded and affected me, but help me learn to make use of the time that I'm in right now, which is informed by the past and affected by the future. But help me learn to live the moment, the, the current now that I'm in, in a way that pleases you recognizing that my life is not my own. My time is not my own. Help me make choices, recognizing that. In this last passage, this not boasting about our arrogant schemes, it's not so much that we shouldn't make plans. It's not so much that we shouldn't talk about plans and what we're gonna do, but this constant reminder that if it's your will, if this is what you want from me, if this is what pleases you, this is what I'm going to do. And I also, (laughs) when I said that, the, the people that are frozen, and this has happened to me, so it's not a judgmental statement, but this being frozen by not wanting to move, not wanting to use my time because I'm not sure what's your will, is also a trap that we fall into when we think about our time. Help us to not be so driven by finding that thing that you want us to do, Or the other thing that we fall into is being productive, making productive use of our time. There are all these traps that we fall into when we think about our time and who it belongs to. And I guess I just pray, Spirit, that you would guide us out of those traps. All of us probably have weaknesses about thinking about who owns our time in different areas. So I pray, Spirit, that you would speak to each one of us about what those are. Help us to grow beyond those weaknesses. Help us to remember when we are choosing what to do with our our time, when we are making plans, when we are <laughs> quote wasting time. Not always is it a waste when we're just um, doing things. But yeah, that's a that's a topic for another day, isn't it? Okay, we'll leave that one for t- tomorrow or another day. Bye. As we're making choices, let's leave it at this, as we're making choices with our time, help us remember who it belongs to and use that as a guideline for how we should use it, how we should plan about it, and how we should think about it. And I have a feeling (laughs) because of how my brain is working today that if I keep going, I'm just gonna repeat myself. So Father, I think, I guess I will choose, because you bring this to my mind, Forgive me for ways that I have done what is mentioned in this James verse, when I have been arrogant about my own schemes, about my own plans, about my own strategies, about my own intentions for my time. Forgive me when I take that as something that I own, that I am due, that I am owed I am not owed another second on this planet, and I pray that you would refresh our hearts with that realization, not in a, in a scary way, not in a, um, a paralyzing way, but simply to promote wisdom in the use of, our, of, of the time that we have left and what we should be doing with it. Help us make wise choices and have wise attitudes about our time and who owns it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, friends, for joining me in prayer today. I so appreciate it. If you're watching on the live broadcast, I will be back again on Thursday at 10 a.m. Central. And I would love it if you would invite a friend to join you with us on Thursday. If you're a podcast listener, telling a friend about the show will also be really helpful for us. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road. And my heart is, as we do this twice a week, that we would grow in our prayer lives, but that God would also speak to our hearts in this time and use these prayers in a mighty way in our lives and in the rest of the world. Also, my prayer is that the most important thing is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen.